Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good for us to be here. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I am on a time constraint uh, because you're getting hungry and I want to get right to the word of God. I don't do a whole lot of chit chat, but I do honor our Bishop Smith and to all of the ministry and the elders and to my pastor, uh, Elder White. So glad to be here. Praise the Lord. Uh-oh, here goes my microphone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't change them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't normally do that either. So someone who does, can you take care of that for me? Oh, no, we're not going to have the pastor do that. No. No. <laughs> no, we can't have it. <laughs> I don't know, for those of you that don't know me, it doesn't matter what church I'm in, where I go, what state I'm in, there's something about me and microphones that just don't agree. I think it's my magnetic personality, <laughs> but I don't know what it is with me and microphones, and it's been going on for years. Double mic system. Thank you so much. I'm going to turn this off so there's no feedback here. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. Always looking out for us. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, let's get started. Amen. Again, I honor all of the ministry. And I want to draw your attention to 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 39 through 41. It's up on the screen. And I'm just going to read it this way since it's bigger. Praise the Lord. I know about those floaters, Bishop. And it came to pass at the end of three years that two of the servants of Shimei ran away unto Achish, son of Maacah, king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Behold, thy servants be in Gath. And Shimei arose and saddled his donkey and went to Gath to Achish to seek his servants. And Shimei went and brought his servants from Gath. And it was told Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and was come again. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach this word to you today, and it's literally one word. And that word is triggers. Triggers. Uh, I was not a science teacher when I was in the classroom, so I don't have any little gadgets at home in the garage to show you what it's trigger is, you know, from a science lesson, but we all understand triggers. Uh, they are in and of itself very small most of the time. The triggers themselves are not weapons, uh, but they are catalysts for initiating an action or a response. For example, when you walked in, the first one who came into the sanctuary, nine times out of ten, it was Pastor White, he... Uh, triggered the lights by turning on the light switch. One little switch brought all this light into the sanctuary. And so triggers are very small. And so something happens when triggers are activated. And I, I pray that the Lord will just begin to minister to your heart. And, you know, you never know how these things will turn out until they turn out. 
And the Lord is, I know he's got this word for somebody today. It's so heavily in my heart. And so when these triggers are activated, something happens. For example, a gun is absolutely useless until the trigger's pulled. It can be loaded. It can have all kinds of special name uh, bullets in it. But unless you pull the trigger, the gun is, is just useless and harmless. A hand grenade is not really a threat until somebody pulls the pin or the trigger because that's what sets things in motion. And I know I'm speaking of things in a negative sense, but I'm trying to get us to where I need to go today. Um, there are also psychological triggers, and, and I'm just going to be vulnerable today because uh, there have been situations just over the years that I can go back and think, and I don't even have to go back very far, uh, back to the snowstorm Texas had back in February. No, uh, I didn't have lights for four days, uh, which meant I didn't have heat for four days. I've never been that cold, and I'm from Philadelphia. I, I, I told Brother Simmons, by the way, December 18, 6 o'clock is happening, me and Brother Simmons. Anyway, so <laughs> I, told, I called Brother Simmons, and I said, the next time I'm that cold, I will be in a box. It, it was just, it was, it was too cold. It was bad. And by the fourth day, I remember praying. I had on so many clothes and, and no lights, and, and I'm not the only one. It was all over, but I got the mic, so I'm just telling you about what happened to me. And uh, by the fourth day, I remember praying. I said, God, something's got to happen today because I could tell I was being triggered. Something was happening to me by being home in the, in the dark. I had to get up by 7 because that's when the sunlight was out. And I had to go to bed by 7 p.m. because that's when the lights, you know, the sun went down and it was dark outside and I had no electricity there was no sound. I lived by myself, so there was no sound unless uh, I made the sound, and I can only sing but so long during the course of a day. And so I sang and I prayed and everything, but by that fourth day, I said, Lord, if you don't come through today, I, I think I'm going to have to see somebody because it's, it's, it's triggering me. Something is happening. And, and I know, I know that you all are sitting there and you're thinking, well, she should have prayed. She got the Holy Ghost. She's filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but I'm just being real today. Um, <clears throat> these things happen, and, and it was triggering me. And I remember a year ago when the shutdown first happened with COVID, you know, where we couldn't go out, you know, things were just locked down. You stayed in your house day after day after day. And I don't mind being home sometimes, you know, it's, it's nice to have a day off and you can stay in the house, but day after day, week after week, I said, Lord, I got to find something to do because I was being triggered. It, it was it was triggering some things in me. And, and, and I, I was and you can tell even by me talking about it now it was making me kind of shaky, you know, because the silence was deafening. It was it was too quiet. I, I needed something to to happen. I, I needed some. You know, we were created to be social people. Each and every one of us, we were created to be around people, and we were created. But I, I couldn't. I just, you know, I don't know if you all felt that or not. You with, you know, hundreds of kids. God bless you. But that's not my life. And so it, it just, I was triggered. And so psychological triggers can be just as catastrophic as the natural triggers. Something happens when you're triggered. And it, the deadliest weapons are rendered harmless until 
they are triggered. And you might say, what does that have to do with the scripture that you're reading? So glad you asked. I'm going to give you a little background because I want to make sure that we get where God is trying to get us to today. In order to understand the passage that I read, you've got to go back and understand where this Shimei person came from. And if you go back to 2 Samuel chapter 15, and I'm just going to summarize the chapter, Shimei comes up around the time of the insurgence of Absalom. You know Absalom, David's son, who decided he was going to assume the throne and oust his own father, and he was going to uh, take the kingdom from him because he deserved to be king. He was just as qualified and anointed as David, so he thought, and he was going to be king. And all of this was happening, and word got to King David and said, Absalom, the people of Israel are for Absalom, and they're not for you anymore. And David decided, well, let's go. It's time to go and leave Jerusalem. And so he and 600 of his men, they left Jerusalem, not because he didn't know how to handle the situation, because the, the, the truth of the matter is, despite what he was doing, Absalom was still his son. Look at your own children, no matter what they do, how they disappoint you, no matter how they grieve your heart, when it's all said and done, you're still my son. You're still my daughter. And, and, and there's nothing you can say or do to get me to stop loving you. Kind of reminds me of how God feels about me. And he doesn't condone my sins and my bad choices. He doesn't condone all that. But there's nothing that I can do to get God to stop loving me. He's going to love us forever. And, and so the Bible lets us know that as David was leaving Jerusalem... There was a man by the name of Shimei, the Bible says, who was of the family of the house of Saul. Very interesting. Saul, the first king of Israel, whom David replaced. And, and the Bible lets us know that Shimei started cursing David in uh, 1 Kings chapter 16, uh, verses 5 through 9. And and I'm just going to read a couple of verses. I didn't give them this, uh, these verses, but I'm just going to read a couple of things to you out of this scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 16, verses 5 through 9. He began to curse David, and basically he was saying to them, to him, that look, you're a bloody man. You're a man of war. You are reaping what you have sown. Uh, now you're having to run away in disgrace uh, because you had it coming to you because of what you did to the house of Saul. And not only that, Shimei began to throw stones at David and his men. Uh, and he was really cursing them and trying to cause all this kind of harm and discord with David and his men. And one of David's servants, Abishai, said, listen, if you just let me, I'll go and take his head off. And David said, no, don't do that. Let him live. Let him live. Maybe God sent him to curse me. You know, because as a leader, and, and, and I'm just going to say this, as a leader, sometimes you get very discouraged. And sometimes you get very down and you're, what's the use? Whatever, whatever happens, just let, we're not going to retaliate. We're going to let it go. And, and so the Bible says that they did not kill Shimei at the time. And as years pass by, you know, sometimes the enemy thinks that he won. 
Sometimes the enemy thinks that he got you and he was able to to accelerate your grief and accelerate your pain. Uh, But I'm so glad that the story's not over yet. Because as David reigned and as he came to the end of his life, before he died, he appointed Solomon, his son, to be king in his stead. And the Bible says that David charged Solomon and said, you remember that, Shimei. It's interesting, David, after all that time, he did not forget uh, this man that had cursed him. Uh, He did not forget the things that he said. Uh, He did not forget the stones that were thrown. Uh, You know, isn't it sad enough here this father is leaving Jerusalem hurting and grieving for his son and they wouldn't even let him have that moment Uh, but they tried to stone him in the midst of his pain Uh, they tried to kill him psychologically in the midst of what he was going through Uh, I declare from what I have seen from my spot uh, in watching you pastors uh, is that you have endured so much uh, in the midst of your pain uh, and you just can't get a break Uh, it seems like the people and it's just us so let's just talk Uh, it seems like the people won't let you get a break Uh, you won't get a chance to breathe Uh, you won't get a chance to grieve for your own family members uh, that are lost and that are dying as things are happening Uh, you just can't catch a break And this Shimei, David after all these years uh, before he gave up the ghost uh, David said to Solomon look Shimei, we've got some unfinished business. I trust your wisdom. Handle it the way you see fit. You remember how he cursed me? You do what you need to do. And and if you go on and continue reading in 2 Samuel chapter 2, by the way, Solomon went on to become king. But in in 2 Kings, rather, chapter 2, the Bible lets us know That David, once he appointed Solomon as king, he gave him the charge. And then Solomon turned around and charged Shimei. Because one thing about it, you cannot leave loose ends too long. At some point, they must be dealt with. And so Solomon, in his wisdom, in 1 Kings chapter 2, this is what he told uh, Shimei. He said, look, this is what I want you to do. You go ahead and build yourself a house in Jerusalem. You know, Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. He said, build yourself a house in Jerusalem and you stay there. That's what I want you to do. He said, but there's one condition. If you leave that house and you cross Kidron. And and because, see, David had already promised Shimei, I'm not going to kill you. And so Solomon says... I'm not going to kill you either as long as you don't leave that house and cross the river Kidron. Because the day that you do, hear me good, the day that you do, you're going to die. I need you to understand that, Shimei. Here's my mercy. Here's my, my, my grace. I'm letting you live. Just stay in the house. Don't cross the the brook of Kidron. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 36, it says here that uh, there came a day three years later, at the end of three years, that two of the servants of Shimei ran away unto Achish, son of Maacah, king of Gath. 
there was the trigger. Here we find Shimei makes a decision. My servants are gone. I don't know how to do dishes myself. I got to go get them back. My servants are gone. I can't do my own laundry. I got to go get them back. My servants have run away. Who's going to cook for me? These are all just justifiable reasons uh, to go get my servants back. And so he left. You know, let me just slip on out, as I like to call it. Let me just do some creeping and go creeping out the house, cross the brook Kidron to get my servants back. And then he, you know. Came back at the house. Can you imagine about 2 o'clock in the morning, come creeping back in the house. Nobody saw me. It's okay. Got my people back. Everything's good. But word got back to Solomon. Uh, King Solomon, I was there in the corner, you know, being the humble servant that you made me to be. And I heard what you told Shimei, and I'm just paraphrasing, putting it in my own language. I heard what you told Shimei. I just thought you'd like to know. He left. I don't know what happened, but he left, and he came back, and Solomon went and got Shimei, and and you'll have to read the rest of the chapter, but he starts off by asking him, didn't I tell you for you to stay in the house, and the day that you chose to leave the house and cross the brook of Kidron was going to be the day that you died? Didn't I tell you that? I don't know why you didn't believe me. I tried to extend you mercy. You could have lived a happy, full life if you had just obeyed. But because you chose not to obey, then now I'm going to have to kill your dad. And so, (laughs) I know, just going to have to kill you. And they did that. And you're sitting there thinking, what does that have to do with me? Well, the Bible lets us know at the end of that chapter, once Solomon dealt with that Shimei, the one who was of the family of Saul, the enemy of David, once Shimei was dead, his kingdom was established. There you are, men and women of God, sitting here in the service, and you're triggered. You're sitting here looking sanctified and holy and worshiping God, but you're triggered. Your mind is triggered by so many things that's happening, so many things that you have not dealt with because of so many reasons that you don't want to deal with it. But the Lord is saying, I've been triggering you because now is the time to act. Now is the time to respond. You have let Shimei live long enough. You have let this thing that was destined for death years ago live too long. And now here's another trigger. Are you going to sit in silence or are you going to deal with it? Are you going to act like it didn't happen or are you going to deal with it? Uh, What is your Shimei? Uh, Shimei has to die after all. Uh, Shimei has to be put to death uh, if your church is going to grow. Uh, Shimei is going to have to die uh, if you're going to have spiritual growth in the house of God. Uh, Shimei is going to have to die if you're going to have peace uh, in your home. That one that's been cursing you. That one that's been throwing stones. uh, And and I'm not telling anybody to go out and commit murder. uh, But there are some spirits that's got to die. 
The spirit of Shimei is alive in the church and it's got to die. Uh, the spirit of Shimei uh, is alive and thriving in the church. Uh, it's not time for it to build a house. Uh, it's got to die. You've extended mercy. And I don't know who this is for. You can apply it however the Lord tells you to apply it. Uh, but I know this. The Lord told me to tell somebody uh, that you've got some shimmy eyes that you've got to kill. Shimmy eyes has been triggering you and triggering you. Uh, and you said nothing. Uh, the, the trigger is not jammed. Uh, you have received everything. Every stone that they threw, you felt it. Every cursing that they said, you felt it. You've been silent, and, and, and I guess I'm preaching to preachers. You've been silent. Uh, you haven't said anything. Uh, bless your heart, but the Lord told me to tell you it is time to deal with your shimmy eye so that your kingdom can be established, your church can be established, God's church can be established. He cannot live. Uh, that spirit cannot continue. Uh, it cannot go on. Uh, the rock throwing has got to stop, uh, and it'll stop when you kill it. It'll stop when you put it to death. Uh, when you kill it dead, uh, you've got to get rid of the triggers. They still might be sitting there looking like a hand grenade, uh, but they have no more power because you have detonated the trigger. Uh, you have gotten rid of the thing that's causing you so much grief. So they can sit there. It's all right. But there's no more trigger because Shimei is dead. Keep preaching the gospel. Shimei's got to die. Oh, glory to God. Uh, the word of God is a hammer. Shimei's got to die. Uh, however you kill it, Shimei's got to die. Hallelujah. The word of God is a sword. Shimei's got to die. I've watched so many pastors over my years. We talk about years and how long it's been. Uh, I've watched so many pastors, dear, dear to my heart, suffer heart attacks and strokes and death over people that would dance on their grave. If they had it to do all over again, they would probably do it all over again because they love the people so much. But Shimei has got to die. His, his length of time, look at that mercy. You might think that's a real cruel thing to say, evangelist, but look at the mercy of God. Three years, he built a house from the ground up, as they say. Built a house and could stay there, but he couldn't obey. He's got to die. He's got to die. Men of God, women of God, don't sit there and be triggered because let me tell you what I found out sitting there too long in that state of being triggered. You're so high. Your emotions are so high. I, I had a, a brother in the church just here recently uh, say one thing to me. I don't know what it was. I can't even remember what it was. Triggered something in my brain. And I looked at him. I said, won't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Pray me back through, saints. But that's what I said. Because it triggered me. We can't stay in that state forever. It's not healthy. 
What are you going to do otherwise? 